Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, you're buying, or you're designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. I am your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and today's episode is Behind the Microphone with The Home Building Hero. And I have a special guest in studio today, Katie Salinas from Bellman Homes. She's a designer and new home consultant. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> to have you in the studio. Thank you. And um, what we're going to do with this episode, we thought it'd be kind of cool to do a behind the scenes episode. And uh, you can ask me whatever you want to ask uh, about my career, or podcasting, or home building, whatever. Uh, you want to ask? It's not off limits, so uh, we <laughs> make be it careful with that. <laughs> yeah, we make it some interesting stuff here, but that'll that'll be good. It'll be a good podcast. So um, why don't we uh, take a few seconds and uh, just explain what you do for Bellman Homes and uh, and hopefully why you like working here. Yeah. Well, after working here for a little over two years, I figured that this podcast I wanted to get to know you on a more personal level, um, because I know who you are business-wise. Um, you're really great to work for, and I absolutely I love that. my job here. So this was a fun fun uh, podcast to be a part of. But uh, my role at Bellman Homes, I'm a, I'm a new home consultant, so I um, help people build their dream home. I help design their home. Um, I also do interior design work, so I help people uh, sometimes with their selections. Multifaceted, I like I it. know, <laughs> I do the photography. I knew there was well, a reason so. <laughs> we hired you. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it here. Every role that I have here is just, I mean, it's a passion of mine. Um, so it's it's definitely fun to be here awesome. every single day. Yep, so, it's always you. a different adventure each day, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, well, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, you can you can ask some questions, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can find okay. out here, see what you can dig out of the closet. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so the first one is, obviously you have the story of when you were younger, um, and I'd like you to share that, of sure. how you got into home building, first of all. Sure. So uh, I literally literally grew up in the home building industry. So what I mean by that is it was a business that was run in the basement of my parents' home. And so I was a little kid, and... that. The business was right out of the house and that's really all i knew and so i literally grew up in the industry and th there, there's multiple stories of me as a kid <laughs> being involved <laughs> with them i don't know if i'm going to tell you the one story but um uh there there, there was a story when i was very young i apparently didn't like uh, no one's ever heard this one by the way so i'm going to tell you this one right oh now. goodness <laughs> um i was very young and i i didn't always like to wear my diaper so um i think one time i ran down in the basement and i didn't have my clothes on and <laughs> My dad oh, happened gosh. to be in a meeting yeah. and um, uh, with a client, and uh, this little naked kid comes running in. And <laughs> so that was very embarrassing for yeah. my father. But that was not how I got started in the building Born industry. Born into home building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the streaker. Um, no, but uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was not how I got started in the home building industry, though. Um, I hope he got the sale, though. <laughs> but, Someone out there... <laughs> knows yeah yeah exactly that's funny um and we don't do that anymore <laughs> but um <laughs> back to the topic so i got started i was about uh, nine years old and I, I was um bored i wanted to hang out with my dad on the weekend and uh he was reading the newspaper and uh i told him i wanted to get his attention so i said dad i am bored expletiveless i won't say what i said it's a family show um but uh <laughs> 
he, he folded up his newspaper and said, oh, okay, come with me. And I thought he was going to go take me to go get ice cream or something. We're going to go do something fun. But instead of taking the, uh, the left-hand turn out of the subdivision, um, he put me in the truck. Instead of taking the left-hand turn out of the subdivision to where all the fun stuff was, we took the right-hand turn where there was really not much of anything. And we ended up at a job site, and he gave me a broom and a shovel. And he said, start at the top and work your way to the bottom. And uh, he gave me the broom and shovel, and he said, I'll be back in two hours. And he left me there. <laughs> Nine years old, left me at the job site. You wouldn't do something like that these days, yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, I swept out the house. I cleaned it out. Mm -hmm. um, and he came and picked me up, and he gave me a check at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I learned the value of hard work. I learned... Uh, the value of a dollar when you're nine years old and you get a check you're like what do i do with this <laughs> but it was kind of cool like oh i got a check wow awesome. um so that kind of got me excited about the industry and i really learned from the bottom up i that's what i did i started cleaning out houses and cutting grass and uh so at uh, first he told you to start from the top and work from the bottom but, but when you look back on your life you started from the bottom and now you're at the top you correct know, funny yeah how, funny how times change yeah it is but you know that's that's really the, the right way to do it because yeah. you never will appreciate the entire mm -hmm. business or understand the business if you don't really work in every part of the job and, and you learn it top to bottom right you know and it's, it's hard to get respect in the industry if you haven't worked your way to it mm -hmm. and so I definitely had to work my way all the way through it from that to, mm -hmm. to doing stuff on the job sites like construction work then to doing real estate work and then development work and building and, and, and it went off from there. Yeah, And how amazing that you know every part of the build. I mean you're not just, you're not an expert in one part, sure. I mean, you're really from start to finish you know exactly what goes on in the field, in the office. Yeah you don't want me swinging the hammer and framing your walls <laughs> for you, let me put it that way. but. Um, you know, I understand how it goes together, and mm -hmm. I understand the amount of work and the effort that goes into mm -hmm. it. So I think that's that's what's really neat about it, um, and and then just being able to know how it all goes together. Mm -hmm. So you know, a builder really is never an expert at one thing. You have to sort of be, you know, um, knowledgeable about every part of it yeah. rather than be an expert. And that's why we hire out people. That's why we hire out these great trades mm -hmm. because they're the expert. I hire that heating company because they know exactly how to make that home as comfortable as it can be. Right. And you don't want me to figure that out. We want that expert to figure that mm -hmm. out. Great, that's very valuable. So that leads me to my next question. So obviously that story that you just told, you were yep. very young, but obviously you wanted to maybe do something else when you were really, really little. So sure. if, yep. you, if you weren't a home builder, what would you have liked to get into? Uh, I think when I was probably a teenager, I really liked electronics a lot and stuff. So. Um, I know we had to do this project in a business class and we had to, you know, pick a business that we wanted to start and things we wanted to do. And I, I wanted to own an electronics store as a kid. Like I wanted to have like the next Best Buy or whatever at the time. So sure. I was really into, you know, like TVs and audio equipment. <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, yeah. <laughs> doing a podcast. But, um, you know, I was into all that technology stuff and I liked computers and stuff so I was like I, I liked all that kind of stuff so that that was where I was kind of interested okay. and I thought it would be kind of cool to own my own you yeah. know store and you can sell music and mm -hmm. electronics and all sorts of stuff like mm -hmm. that so so what do you think now about all of the smart home I mean uh, or is that it, just super fascinating it, to you? it is I mean it's really exciting and I mean it's, it's interesting to me um, I tell people to be careful with it because it's kind of like the Wild West right now mm -hmm. and so a lot of people you know, are interested in adding that stuff, but there's so many big companies that are trying to get in that space sure. and it's really competitive. So if you look back at history and you look at like, um, 
you know, VHS tapes and Betamax tapes. And, you know, for a while when that first came out, people didn't know which one to buy. And of course, VHS took over just like with DVDs, you know, they were, you know, different styles and kinds of DVDs. You know, they had the HD kind and they had the Blu-ray and of course, Blu-ray took over. So you see all these these situations where you have all these different companies out there and right now there's like five or six big players mm -hmm. and that's going to whittle down to one or two. Sure. And so if you, you pick one and you pick the wrong one, you're going to waste a lot of money. So you want to be careful uh, on what you pick. And, and I, I would say be careful. You don't invest too, too much into it right now until it, it kind of consolidates a little bit because sure. it, what'll happen then is you'll get a really great product. That's going to be fully integrated where right now there's too many little, mm -hmm. little onesie twosie companies and you're going to have like 20 apps on your phone sure. and that, that isn't really as efficient to run mm -hmm. a smart home that way. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That's really great advice because I feel like a lot of my customers who come in who want to build are so intrigued with today's technology and pairing it with their brand new home. Absolutely. And so sometimes it, you know, we really have to ground them a little bit yep. and just say that it's exactly what Yeah, you your home said. is still an investment at the end of the day. So, we, you know, we don't want people to waste money when they're building. Mm -hmm. So we want to be careful that they pick the right things. Now, if they really want smart home things, yeah, we put them in for, for the customer. Sure. Um, but, you know, you can always future-proof your home a little bit too. And so even though everything right now, a lot of it's still going Wi-Fi and everything, you still want to wire that house up and you want to put a little bit of extra wiring in because once everything's sealed up and the walls are done, you can't go back and change it. So you always want to, you know, it doesn't cost that much more to put a couple extra wires in or put a chase in somewhere mm -hmm. and it can it can save you a lot of money down the road. Okay, so even if someone who do, who's building a house right now who maybe they don't know what they want but they know in the future they want some sort of smart home, yep. you always suggest to... Let's yep. just put that into your home right away. Yeah, we can make it. Part. Yeah, we can make it smart home ready. So there's a lot of different things we can do. Um, some of it might be just adding some extra outlets in places where you think you might, you know, need power for mm -hmm. for components because some of those things do need power. Mm -hmm. So that some of it's doing that. Um, you can put in a very basic skeleton smart home system, with you know the bridge and the router and things like that, and in some connection points, and you don't have to necessarily activate it. So that's a really inexpensive way, probably for you know, $1,200 or something, you can oh, have wow. the house all set up mm -hmm. so that it can be, you know, smart home ready. And depending on the manufacturers and the companies you go with, some of these products do work with other components. That's why we use a control for system, for example, because they actually give their code out to everyone. So if you're doing something that's Google mm -hmm. and something that's Alexa, it actually will work with both. Uh, so that, that, that one's kind of nice because it, it just sort of is the middleman. Mm -hmm. But um, in the future, you know, we're going to see some consolidation because we got Apple and Google mm -hmm. and, and all these bigger players in there and Control 4 and, and, and many other ones, Nest, all that stuff. They're all going to start to consolidate into, you know, smaller sure. groups. That's what history has always shown yeah. anyway. Well, and one of the best things that you ever told me, I think one of the first days when I started at Bellman Homes, you said, once you build, you can't unbuild. And yep. that quote really stuck with me. I tell each and every one of my customers that. Um, so it's really nice that you keep So you did learn something from me. <laughs> I did learn so one of the awesome. many, many things. Yeah. But um, yeah. so talking with technology and smart homes, I know the International Builders uh, Show is yep. coming up in the next few weeks. And I, I'm really excited to hear what you bring back to the sure. company. Sure, absolutely. Um, so what are you really hoping to see at the uh, IBS? Show? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coming back with so much stuff. Like. It, it honestly like when you start tuning in in the next month or two when you get into end of January February March you're gonna you, there's gonna be so many podcasts coming out mm -hmm. uh, from here 
because that's what happened last year. Um, last year was the first year we had the podcast, and I've been doing blogging, and, and uh, I, I, I've been to the show for over 15 years. So I'm, I'm an expert at going through the show. I look at it from a broad perspective of what's the trends, what's coming up, what's really different, what's new and exciting, and I bring all that to, to my listeners. And before that, I did that through blogging. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know how to kind of see those things and, and, and look and find things. And, and then, yeah, I bring them back. So I don't know that there's one thing in general that I'm like, oh, I want to see this. Because sometimes you don't even know what you're going to see when you get there. Right. So I kind of find out as I go. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of technology stuff, the smart home technology. But sometimes it's really cool product, like making a new type of countertop out of something you might see something or there's a lot of innovations in flooring and mm-hmm. and, and things that, um, you know, last year I was surprised that there was product out there that is being designed so that it can be installed by like a lay person. Wow. So whereas mm-hmm. like certain components, you needed a professional carpenter to install it. Well, now, mm-hmm. you know, labor's so hard to get. Mm-hmm. They actually are making products in factories where, you know, as long as you can run a screw gun, you can install it. You don't have to be a carpenter for 10 years to figure this out. That's awesome because, um, I mean, the listeners don't know this, but I actually just bought my first house, which yeah. you know, Congratulations. a few months yeah. ago. And I think something for me as a younger generation, I'm always looking at YouTube videos and yep. DIYs. And I think I try and do as much as I can by myself because sure. I don't want to pay for someone else for the labor cost because that's really where a lot of the cost goes. Absolutely. So it's nice to be able to hear that we might be moving towards a direction of people can do it themselves, good and bad, yep. because we love our subcontractors. Sure. Um, but, but, but yeah, a lot of people don't want to do do that manual labor all the time. But right. obviously, if it's something where you can afford to buy the house or you can't, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you don't have a choice. Right. And so they're making product that's more efficient to install, cuts down on the labor cost, makes it go up faster. That mm-hmm. saves money at the end of the day. Excellent. So. There's a lot of those kind of products as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really that's really really nice to know um, because if our subcontractors subcontractors can work twice as you know efficiently, well, yeah, twice as efficiently. Yep. I mean, it's it's just gonna boom from there. So yep. So good. that was just one of those things that I just sort of discovered last year. But yeah, there's literally so much. I mean, we have a million square feet that I'm gonna be touring of mm-hmm. at the show. Mm-hmm. So there's tools. I don't spend a lot of time being being honest at tools and things like that, but there's siding and flooring and plumbing fixtures and electronics mm-hmm. and anything that pertains to a home build. There's even software and stuff that we can integrate with our company. Mm-hmm. So there's literally so much to take in. You could start and, and spend every single waking minute walking through that show and you're still not going to catch even half of the things that are out there. And that's so, crazy. I mean, so. that's it's very exciting though. I yeah, know. But I have the radar. I can find the I can find the cool stuff. That's for some reason I've gotten really good at that. So and that awesome. that's what I bring back. So awesome. make sure you guys stay tuned for the, the upcoming episodes because yeah. we're gonna have a lot of really neat stuff we're talking about. Our entire office is very excited to see what yep. you come back with. Um, but it's so funny to to talk with each and every one of our my coworkers here at Bellman Homes and kind of hear what they like in trends and what they don't like and so I really wanted to know what trends that you really like versus some trends that you're like, oh, that's that's big right now. Like- sure, yeah. I and, and if people have listened in before, there's a few things that I've mentioned that are trends and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there are some that you know I like and some things that I don't like. Um, you know, one of the things that's coming, two, there's actually two things that have been kind of trending and I'm not a big fan of either one of them. 
Um, one of them is the the tile with the big prints on it on yes. the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it myself. I think it's too busy, and sure. I I see it as a fad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if it's done right, it can look well. It can look really good, but um, I just look at that and go, in two years, I'm going to get sick of that. Sure. So for me, I don't like that as much, uh, but I know a lot of people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that I, I'm not a big fan of is uh, I know they're, they're trying to bring back the French gold. Okay. And... You know, I lived, I, I was a child of the 80s and 90s, so all I know is Your polished, brass. yeah, polished brass, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, I'm, I'll be honest, uh, I'm still sick of it, mm-hmm. and so I see the French gold, and I just look at that, and I go, it's just polished brass right. that they brushed, so um, for me, I'm not as interested in it, uh, but if it's done right, you know, especially if they're doing something completely different with it, you know, like I'm seeing it where they're making a blue cabinet, and then they're putting it on there, Yeah. okay, that's different, you took something old and you made it cool mm-hmm. that i could be down with but like if if you just put in a house that's mm-hmm. you know got stained woodwork and, and, and french gold in it i'm, I'm probably gonna it might look a little dated yeah i i would probably like roll my eyes at it right away sure. so even though that's a kind of a trend it, it's not really something that mm-hmm. excites me as much mm-hmm. so i always tell people put in what you like sure. if you really like something put it in because that's going to last longer than any trend mm-hmm. exactly. as long as you like it exactly so. Well, and that's one of the things, too, that it's so funny because wallpaper is also a huge thing. I mean, yep. wallpaper, I have tons of wallpaper in my house right now, and I have my my little humidifier that takes the wallpaper off with ease. Thank okay. goodness I nice. have that. But I was my friend and I were laughing because I was like, you know, I should just leave this up because in five years, this wallpaper <laughs> be, is going to be back in. Yeah. So yeah, mean, yeah, wallpaper is still, like, I don't see a lot of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the Parade of Homes this year, I saw a few houses where they had it, but they would only put it on, like, one wall. Like an accent wall? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's it's more, um, mm-hmm. you know, small bites and modesty versus, like, right. you know, again, you go back to the 90s where they had the wallpaper border in, like, every room, and then they had the, you know, half the wall was wallpaper, and you put the little border in, and uh-huh. it was, like, the country farm look or the, yep. you know, yep. the stripes or whatever, and, you know, it's that's still, you know, a dated style, but, mm-hmm. you know, everything comes back with style you know when i look back even some of these pictures of older homes like mm-hmm. those elements from the homes in the 60s have sort of come back now mm-hmm. and, and then you're seeing some elements from the 70s come back and then it'll be the elements from the 80s mm-hmm. so you see it in clothing you see it in homes i was just gonna say you're seeing yeah. it in clothing a lot of women are wearing those you know higher white socks and scrunchies are back again yeah or they wear the with the shirt where the shoulders yeah. you know or whatever so mm-hmm. you know that was an 80s thing you know mm-hmm. and the neon a little bit but yeah. it's so <laughs> um, funny because everything i mean in every aspect of life trends come and go and then sure. they come back again and then they yeah they, they remake them and they fix them a little bit so they're not quite so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obvious but yeah i mean that's the same thing with houses too mm-hmm. so you'll see you know, um, I've seen a lot in furniture where you're seeing some of that stuff, you know, first it was the 60s with sort of that kind of modern mm-hmm. uh, kind of look. And then it you know, kind of went more into the 70s again. And I, I don't think we're going to go see avocado green appliances right. or yellow shade carpet. Mm-hmm. But you're still seeing some of those other elements from those years kind of come into the house. And, sure. and that's, yeah, everything that's old becomes new. And mm-hmm. the other thing that happens is, uh, you know, people have things that they really like. From a childhood mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of that retro thing right so people will pay money for something retro like yeah. people are paying thousands of dollars to go see a band that they grew up with as a kid it's nostalgic yeah i mean that reminds them of their happy time yeah i mean not that the they're feeling. not happy now but yeah but it brings it goes feel. evokes feelings mm-hmm. and it's just like you know with clothing or with with mm-hmm. a home you know that brings back a certain time or a feeling or mm-hmm. that could be a song where you're like yep that you know i, I remember where i was childhood. when i heard that song yeah 
And so, yeah, there's a value to that. And that's why I think that that works its way into styles and trends. Awesome. That's very interesting because I know, I mean, we have so many different floor plans to choose from, from two stories to two stories with a first floor master to ranch floor plans. So what is your style of house? Like what do you lean towards? Craftsman, traditional? Sure. Um, Well, I've been in my house like 16 years now, so I haven't moved in a while. I'm not planning on it, but ours was... uh, tended to be a little bit more modern. So okay. when we built our house, we were using some things that nobody was using at the time. And I think even some of our trades are like, why are you putting that in? <laughs> but I was like, well, that's, we put in what we liked, but we had like our bedroom, we actually had painted like a light purple color. Sure. Nobody was using that at the time that it kind of came in and was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just put it in because we liked it. But a lot of our light fixtures were a little bit more modern looking. Um, you know, when we built it, we were younger and we wanted, we didn't want that super traditional. We had some traditional elements, but we definitely skewed a little bit more to the contemporary look with our home. Um, there's some things where I put them in there and about two years later, I'm like, I really don't like that anymore. (laughs) So, you know, we made, we made some decisions that, um, you know, and I I let my wife pick some of the stuff too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she wanted to do a lot of different colors and different things in different rooms. And some of that's been changed already. And Mm -hmm. that's the fun part of owning a house is you, you know, you're always kind of changing and tweaking it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, We've had, there's two rooms in particular in our house where I remember it, within a year or two, we already changed the paint color because we're like, nah, I don't know if we really like this. So, sure. um, yeah, it's always evolving, but I, I do tend to like, um, you know, the clean lines. I like sometimes more simpler, yeah. um, you know, in, in my home. And mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of, um, the other thing that, the trend that I kind of like is I like that with the black hardware coming in. Yes. That, that's really something I liked. And of course, when I built, they didn't really have mm-hmm. black faucets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have black hardware in my kitchen and it's actually, um, it's called the black nickel. Okay. And it, it was really cool. And I just put it in, I still like it to this day. Like I still have it in there. I like, I wouldn't, wouldn't change that out because I just really right. like how it mm-hmm. looks. So that's, that's why I kind of go back to that point of, mm-hmm. you know, if there's something you really like, mm-hmm. put it in your home because it's, don't worry about style so much. Right. You know, the style is what you want it to be. Exactly. So put in something that you're going to be happy with. Exactly. I like that. So my very last question, yeah. and I've always wanted to ask you this, um, and you probably Oh, here have, it comes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have 20 plus answers, but um, what I want to know is what are the top three most important things when running a successful company like Dahlman Homes? Because I know that you... You have your podcast, and you're working on a couple of different projects while balancing family life. And sure. Development. I mean, there's. Yep. I want to know. Well, the there's a lot of things, but um, I think the one of the most important things that that I care a lot about with the company is the culture, mm-hmm. and so that's why, like at Bellman Homes, we have a very distinct culture. We we have a meeting every month to mm-hmm. kind of enforce the culture, and you know, even though and they're the, fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know, we are just trying to learn. So the the first thing is you know having a good company culture because if mm-hmm. You don't want to walk in the door every day and work with the people you're working with, mm-hmm. you know. Then you, it's not a good culture. It's probably not a place you want to be at. So, we're still a people business at the end of the day. So culture is like massively important for us. And we hire people. Like when I hired you, I hired the person, mm-hmm. not necessarily the skills. Sure. Because anybody can learn the skills, mm-hmm. but you want to have the right person. Right. And you fit in good here. We like having you here. Mm-hmm. And you know you're part of the team. And that's what we want. We want a team at the end of the day. So culture is very important. Um, I think continual learning is is a huge thing. Okay. Um, I'm big on that. So you know things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, the industry is changing quickly. You got to be willing to learn and adapt yeah. and be willing to be flexible. Um, and then I think the other thing about owning a business 
this is more kind of from the owner side, but um, being able to trust people and empower them to do things. Because mm-hmm. when I first started in the business uh, early on, I was trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be the sales guy, and I was trying to be the marketing guy, and I was trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, the development guy. And and it, you can't mm-hmm. do everything. And, and our business didn't really grow because I was, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have enough time to do everything. Mm-hmm. And so I started to learn to let go of things and 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 empower people to do do the work mm-hmm. and and then that way the business could grow so that's kind of how you know it, it came over time and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to just even though you like doing it like well I really like doing this but my time is better spent elsewhere right and so you have to kind of learn that mm-hmm. and and develop that and so I think that's an important thing mm-hmm. in business too yeah it's really nice hearing you talk about that stuff especially the culture I mean yeah. I have had many customers of mine who, when I'm talking to them about stuff, they say, well, you're so passionate. And I said, I don't even notice how, you know, how excited but I am But you can about feel it. Stuff. They yeah. can feel it. I yep. can feel it. And then it's, you know, firework, fire, you know, yep. back and across from each other. And I always tell them, I feel like it really starts deep down with who you work for. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, someone could be super passionate about their job, but they don't like where they work. And at first, you might not notice, but at the end of the day, well, it's you can pick fun. it out really fast. So, like, you pick up a phone and you're just like, mm-hmm. "Hello, so and so company, can right. I help you?" Exactly. You know, you can just sense it. Like, they they're, they're dead inside. They don't want to be there. They're exactly. just punching the clock. Mm-hmm. And you know, people and customers can pick that up. But if you're like, "Hey, oh, look at this! Doesn't that look really cool? I'm so excited about that!" You can just right. feel the energy, mm-hmm. and that's really you know what you want in a company. And exactly. And so you know, that's I think why we've been successful because we pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have happy customers and they're, they want to do it again when it's all done and they want to, you know, uh, build again or they tell their friends to build and they give mm-hmm. us a good review. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of infectious if, if you have a good culture. Definitely, so. definitely. And I, you know, I feel like I'm taken care of by Bellman Homes really, really well. I mean, you and I, we have a great connection. Um, we can talk about anything. Sure, I yep. have laughed with you. I've yep. cried with you. I yep. mean, not everyone is lucky enough to have that from sure. someone who they work under. So... I'm very blessed to be here. I'm super excited. Uh, can't wait to look look forward to what's going to come in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it here. Well, thank you so much, Katie. It was awesome. I appreciate uh, you asking some tough questions yeah, there. It was for good the stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I appreciate you coming in here as a guest. And for those of you listening here, I appreciate you guys listening to the Home Building Hero. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's so simple. Wherever you're listening to the podcast. Just search out Home Building Hero, that's three words, and hit the subscribe button. It's that easy. You get notified every time we drop a new episode. This year, we're going to be doing a lot of new stuff. Of course, we're going to be having the um, the updates from the IBS show, and we're going to have a lot of new content. We are doing a lot more of these interview-type podcasts, so we're going to have more and more guests in. So a lot of neat new content. The podcast is growing by leaps and bounds, so I thank each and every one of you for your support. And uh, once again... I appreciate you guys listening into the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all very soon.